Hello and welcome to episode 24 of The Cute Life. I'm Finwe. And I'm Ollie. Hello. Sorry, I didn't put on a cutesy voice for my name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether people find it annoying that I do that, but I kind of can't help it. Well, no one likes it. <laughs> no one likes I like it. it. No one likes adults putting on baby voices. Yeah, but I feel like people just call me that now. <laughs> Finway. Finway. <laughs> oh, maybe. You cornered the market. Um, we're back after a week off. We had a lovely weekend. No, not weekend. Well, did we? Two work? weekends and a Two, week. Yeah, in Greece, in Skiathos. Sunny Skiathos. Um, for our best friend, Rhiannon and Mike. <laughs> and a new friend, Mike. New friend, no, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, their wedding, which was, oh God, so emotional and amazing. I absolutely loved it. Like, it was so good. I'll remember it forever. You should do. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty. It was pretty amazing. It was so amazing. They got married in the like. Was it by the town hall? The, I thought it was a church. It had stained glass. I kind of assumed it was a town hall, but anyway, church, town hall. They got married outside, like a patio area next to it, um, on like on top of a hill, and then you had to like walk around a spiral kind of walkway to get to it, um, and it overlooked the sea and. All these trees were around us, and it was just like, it's on like so a, lovely. So in Skiathos, in the like town, you have like a sort of traditional like seafront that you get in like most European seafront towns. So it's like all the little tavernas and bars and everything. And then yeah, you have got this. I'm pretty sure it's a church, mm-hmm. just on this little like peninsula that sticks out. That's the word, poli- peninsula. 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 <laughs> that thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's just absolutely amazing. It's like, so we went there the day before the wedding mm-hmm. to go and have a look. We've gone straight into this wedding chat, haven't we? Yeah. No faffing. No how are yous, again. Too yes. right. Um, and we went and looked at it like the day before so that Finn knew what she was doing because she was the maid of honour and mm-hmm. the other bridesmaids and uh, the photographer and stuff. And literally just we walked up it was just like this is the coolest place yeah, to get married. so beautiful and yeah it was just amazing and it's amazing because the patio little bit where they got married is like super quiet and lovely mm-hmm. and with lovely views and then underneath there's like this really trendy bar yeah which you couldn't see at all for the wedding but then was literally like four steps away after yeah. the ceremony so then we went and had some champagne there and Maybe too much champagne. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too much. Um, yeah, it was just lovely. And like getting ready in the morning was so lovely because we saw um, like we were all getting ready together and then uh, Rhiannon's dad, Roger, came in and saw her for the first time in her dress and we were all crying our eyes <laughs> out and it was just like so lovely. And then the fucking taxi driver was 20 minutes late. No, I thought you'd be like, and then the taxi driver was crying. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we were waiting in the foyer for like 20 minutes but it was quite cute because like um the hotel receptionists um were like got so excited and were like oh my god and like clapping and taking photos of us all i mean that's so cute cute. isn't it but i guess that's like um you know if you're a hotel receptionist just seeing literally thousands of people come up to you and go can i get a beach towel all day (laughs) like 
to see people in a wedding dress going to a wedding. Yeah. Like, you know. And then it was so cute. Like, I think... Uh, I think Rhiannon said she was kind of like nervous about it um, and I hadn't really thought about it because I didn't know where we were get she was getting married but like when um, we went for the practice run and I saw like it was in the middle of the town I was like oh I don't know how I'm gonna feel about everyone seeing us and stuff but it was like so fun because when we got there and got out the taxi like all these like old ladies crowded around us and was were like basically saying Rihanna look beautiful and like clapping and saying congratulations in Greek and make it honestly felt like we were like celebrities or something. And then when we were walking, it's like a little slice of Mamma Mia. Yeah, it was. Well, it was actually um, some of Mamma Mia was filmed on the island in like a neighbouring island. But wasn't all it? of the restaurants and boats there very subtle. <laughs> they hardly let you know. There is a cinema that shows Mamma Mia every other night. Exclusively. Exclusively. They don't play anything else. <laughs> no, they were showing Fast and Furious one night. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Which we weren't allowed to go um, to. But yeah, like, Rhiannon said, like, when we were walking... So we, like, walked from the... Um, where the bar was after the ceremony to the restaurant, which is a bit further into town, and, like... Everyone was coming out of the shops and clapping. And then Rhiannon said, like, the kebab shot, like, rang their bell when she walked <laughs> past, which was just so funny. That's all she's ever wanted. Yay! <laughs> oh, it was just really, really nice and just the best. The vegetarian's dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have your bell rang yeah, by a kebab, kebab shot. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's lovely. Um, um, yeah, so if your friend ever says they're going to get married in Greece... Encourage them to do it. Do it. It was so amazing. I mean, you could just do it yourself, I suppose, but yeah. save yourself the it logistics. Was, yeah, it was absolutely lovely. And um, yeah, worth the hangover <laughs> the next day. And I had a terrible accident the next day. I like bashed my toe um, on the way up to breakfast. Um, so like in our hotel, like, so the main hotel was like on right on top of this hill. And then there were all these like little bungalows and you had to go up like thousands of flights of stairs to get to the main hotel for breakfast. Cause we were like in the, at the bottom. Well, there were 110. And we were like, uh, oh no, there were 111 and we were 110. 110. So we were right at the bottom of the hill. Um, so I have buns of steel after walking up there all week. But, um, so like, yeah, we had to go up with a hangover um after the wedding to breakfast and like i was walking up texting back rhiannon over something wasn't concentrating on where i was going and whacked my foot so hard that i had a serious injury involved i don't want to say the front of finn's toe came off but, but I the did. front of the toe came off and then me and ollie just sort of looked at it and then went oh shit and i was like i can't deal with this right now i just need breakfast i'm too hungover so i was like ollie don't look at it let's just keep walking <laughs> so then we just went up to breakfast with my toe hanging off so that was kind of funny and painful yeah, I think more painful than funny. And then the next day I screamed in a woman's face because I, I bashed it again. And that like this really nice m- sort of middle-aged, uh, middle-class couple, <laughs> everything middle, uh, were walking past me on the stairs. And I like likely tapped it. But obviously, because it was really painful, it was like excruciating. So I screamed and then like didn't realise the couple were there and turned around and just screamed in this woman's face, motherfucker! Like, as hard as, as loud as I, I could. <laughs> looking at her face, I think you ruined her whole holiday. <laughs> she was... Oh, if you're listening, 
that woman, or uh, you know that woman. Big Karen from Skiathos, if you're pass, listening. Please pass on my apologies for ruining your holiday. <laughs> oh, God. She just looks so shocked. So like. shocked. And, like, I, she must have just thought I was the biggest drama queen ever. Yeah, Because I literally have... lightly tapped my fur, and then I... I don't think, like, it was just out. more of, like, a light... You sort of grazed your toe mm. across the top. But obviously, like, it just oh hurt so God, much. Oh, my God, it was excruciating. <laughs> But yeah, quite funny at the same time. But yeah, it was lovely. We went for like full seven days. Yeah, seven days, wasn't it? Yeah. Which oh. is long enough to forget that you have a job. Oh my God, it was such, so hard going, coming back to just being on my own again. Yeah, because we, there were like 30 of us out there. 30 of us. All in total, but obviously yeah. it was more like 20. And then like a good, what, half were our best friends so yeah. I went from spending a week with my best friends to then just being on my own again which I mean with your real best friend Tova <laughs> Tova which I'm not gonna lie I like being on my own but like it was just weird and then like yeah I just <laughs> I kept like sending voice notes to people today and just like none of it made sense because I just hadn't spoken to anyone <laughs> so it was just like just me garbling and just like not making any sense at I mean all. to be fair if you're listening to this podcast you might have an idea of what that sounds like <laughs> yeah <pretty much. laughs> this is just like the longest voice note ever yeah I've got quite into, like, doing voice notes to people. You love doing a voice yeah, note. Yeah, I love them. They're like little mini podcasts. They're if you brilliant. want a voice note, DM Finn DM. with your number. Yeah, she'll I'll just... Wa- she'll WhatsApp I'm so good at note. them. I just ramble about She's nothing. She's so good at them. I'm so good at them, everyone. <laughs> Is that a skill? <laughs> Don't know, but I have it. <laughs> Absolutely amazing at Absolutely. Voice notes. Um, yeah, top of my CV there. <laughs> I'm so good at doing voice notes. <laughs> Not good at talking to people on the phone. No, hate talking to people hate on the phone. Hate talking to people on the phone, but great at voice notes. Is it because they can't answer? Yeah. Is it because you can delete them if you don't like because them? Because there's no awkward pauses and I don't have to fill awkward silences with my like inane chit chat. Mm. So if you're a friend of Finn and you, just, and you spoke to her on the phone, that's what she was thinking the whole time. <laughs> just got to fill the silence with my name chit chat. Um, so what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, as cute as the wedding was, mm. I assume that's not your cute thing. No, it is not. Although it is kind of Greece related. Oh. As Greece has lots of these. Our friend knows very well because he stood on one in the sea and then had to have a waitress dip his toe in olive oil for some reason. <laughs> right. Um, sea urchins. Yeah. So, sea urchins, you're thinking, how how can a sea urchin possibly be cute? They're revolting. Nature's spikiest arsehole. They're nature's arsehole. Um, they are nature's arsehole. Well... Because I found out after researching this. Yeah. Um, this is yes, not, Professor. This is not my cute thing. Okay. Their back to front, that their their mouth is on the bottom of them and their anus is on the top. Oh. I'm lost for words. What do you think about that? Um I mean I think I can think of quite a lot of people I know in my life who might be sea urchins. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's quite a good insult for yeah. someone. I mean it's quite a Niche insult. Yeah, you, but you, sir, are an you urchin. You, sir, are an urchin. But do you think that's what... Maybe that's what being an urchin... Because like, like street urchin. Street urchin. Maybe because they're assholes. 
arseholes. They've got an arsehole for a head. Maybe they're arseholes. <laughs> arsehole for a head. That could be a thing. Maybe that will be... Maybe That'll be next week's key. Maybe though, I need then. to do some research into this. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Carry on with your My thoughts. cute thing is that... Did you know that the name urchin is the old word for hedgehog? Um, which sea urchins resemble. So they are quite literally a sea hedgehog. That's cute. Isn't that Hedgehogs cute? are the cutest animals. I mean, is there a cuter animal? Otter. Otter. Tova. We basically said that at the same time. Need I go on? Oh my God, our friends are in, well, were in... Scotland. Scotland. But what's that island? An island in Scotland. I Islay. Islay. Something. Um, you didn't have to say there, there was an otter like a resident otter that like roamed around the harbour and she sent me a video of it just like peering in a window so cute <laughs> um, I mean I love otters yeah uh, I'd say my animal uh, favourite animals go sharks Tova specifically <laughs> yeah Jack, Shih Tzu Jack Russells and otters and then seals where are dogs Oh, dogs probably after seals. <laughs> Have you thought through this list properly, or are you just saying well, animals? Well, dogs are such a wide variety of shapes and sizes that I feel like that's too general. Yeah. Like because I don't like. I mean, there are some dogs I like more than others, right? Sure. Sure. Not everything's as a Brussels Griffin. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, hashtag just saying. Hashtag just saying. Anyway, so when did they? That's the end of my cute, cute thing. You may not know this, but when did they discover sea urchins? Uh, they've been around a long time. That's my answer. But hedgehogs have been around longer then. I don't know. Well, like the medieval times, I guess, because it's like old English. That's right. what it said. Oh. wait! Aren't there like tapestries that have hedgehogs in? From like medieval times, and they, oh, they're yeah, like quite lucky po- or something. Yeah, quite possibly. I feel like in the old, I feel like every animal has gone through a period of time. Where oh my god, that's gonna be my cute. Animal. That will be my cute thing next week. Let's talk about hedgehogs. Just hedgehogs. In I'll do a deep dive into hedgehogs. Yeah, really uncover the truth about the hedgehog. Yeah, those spiky bastards. <laughs> those cute. What are they up spiky to? Spiky bastards. Those <laughs> little Well, I like it. It's a good, cute nautical underwater fact. Mm. What more could you want? Oh, it says class Echnopedia, which I believe is the same. um, So it's like the same family as the sea cucumber, Mm. sea biscuits, heart urchins, brittle stars, and crinoids and um, starfish. They don't belong to the same family. I mean, that makes sense. I believe it. Sea biscuits. Brittle stars. I wonder what they are. They sound like a kind of uh, snack that you flattened, would enjoy. Flattened sand dollars. What do you think that? Oh, That those, was my nickname at school. Those are really not cute. The they, flattened snack. Dollar. Yeah, they're grim. They look like... Ugh. Look at that. It looks like a sort of That's cheeseburger minging. floating across the surface of the... See. No, it looks like a scotch pancake. Like a mouldy one. But it's gross because it doesn't have any syrup on it. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Don't like it. Anyway. Anyway. Would you like me to tell you an interesting tale, Finlay? It depends on what it is. Hastings and St. Leonard's Observer. Friday, September 20th. <gasps> what? It's nearly today. 
1996. Oh, okay. So this is way before our time of so, living in Hastings. hang on, hang on. Is that 20... Oh my God, my maths is so bad. 24 years ago. Is that right? Possibly. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Oh, damn it. I got a U oh, in... I, I got know. a U in maths. Actually, I never... I don't have a maths GCSE, everyone. That's why our paintings are so wonky. <laughs> That's my fun fact for this podcast episode. I don't have a maths GCSE. You don't need it. Quit school and run free. <laughs> but also, if you have one, it probably will come in useful. No, it won't. It might do. I hate maths. Well, yeah, but you... Hashtag I hate maths. Yeah, but you weren't trying to be a mathematician. Yeah. What about that lady that helped make uh, the spaceship go to the moon? Oh, yeah, she was cool. She nailed it. She loved maths. Yeah, she... but if you're good at maths, then that's fine. You can be good at maths. You can carry on doing maths. I think the thing is, is just do what naturally comes to you and don't try and force yourself to do absolutely anything else. Yeah. It's... I mean, life's too short. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel, anyway. I was just like... Sorry. <laughs> that's the worst advice. Um, yeah. Mm. What? You get back to Sorry, I was about to take six because I thought you were about to say something. And then oh, no, was like, I wasn't. Nah. I was going to say get back to your story. Okay. In 1985, Eric Birch took his two sons, Dean and Walter, to Hastings for the day. Okay. Bad start. Take it from me. <laughs> Never come to Hastings. <laughs> Eric, a single father, thought it would be a special trip they would never forget. Oh. After spending a few hours looking around town, they made their way over to the Flamingo Park attractions to enjoy the rides. Okay, I can picture it. I'm there. This is the shitty little arcade down at the front. It's like arcade and there's like a really crab looking roller coaster. I don't think we've ever actually been in. Maybe we'll have to after this. Is that where the doodle jump game is? Sure is. That's the only reason I know where it is because I love doodle jump. I live for it. You do. Dean and Walter begged their father to let them go on the ghost train. Please let me go on the ghost train, father. Eric, let us on the ghost train. My name's Dean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're very forward-thinking children. They are. After some hesitation, Eric gave in and let the the boys go on the ride. <laughs> they were going to say the little bastards. <laughs> he let the little shits. <laughs> the the little shits. He took a photograph of the two boys standing outside the ghost train just moments before they went in. Oh my god! Are you going to show me a ghost photo? No, I can show you the photo of the two little boys. Okay. But I'll show it to you later. Okay. Um. Just moments before they went on, he helped the boys into the carriage and watched as they disappeared into the darkness. Oh my god, never to be seen again. Eric waited for them at the end of the ride, but as the carriage re-emerged through the double doors... They went in it. Dean and Walter were nowhere to be seen. Fuck off. At first, staff on duty thought the boys must have got out of the carriage as a practical joke. But after closing the ride for inspection, they failed to find them. Oh my god. A full police... They went through a a time warp. (gasps) Is that what happened? No, of course that's not what happened. This is a news story. It's not going to be a time warp. Yeah, but there was that story about the people who walked through the maze at um, Versailles and then they went back in time. I haven't heard that story, but you should say that next What? Week. You haven't? And they were like walking along and they just saw loads of people in like olden days dress and they were like, oh, this is a bit weird. Like, feel like, I think they thought it was like a reenactment or something. And then when they came through, it was just like, yeah, they'd gone through like a time hole or something. <laughs> A time, oh, <laughs> a time hole. I feel like that's not a thing. I, I don't that. think that's the, that's they not how Stephen Hawking. 
Wormhole. Sure it wasn't just someone filming a yeah, like a wormhole. I'm gonna find it. It's a really famous story. How you sure it wasn't just someone like filming a period drama? I don't know, babe, but I don't think it was. They like we'll do it on next week's episode. Okay, okay. Stop okay. trying to start an argument. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus. Christ. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was a good insight for everyone listening to this podcast. What I have to put up with. <laughs> At first, staff on duty thought the boys must have got out of the carriage as a practical joke, but after closing the ride for inspection, they failed to find them. A full in- police investigation was carried out. But the two boys were never found. Given the extraordinary circumstances of their disappearance, it's probably no surprise that the boys became known as the Ghost Train Brothers. Nineteen ninety-six. This happened. Yeah. What is less easy to explain are the regular reports of thrill seekers on the train who say they hear the cries of two young boys midway through their ride, and on some occasions they even see the boys. This summer. Hastings resident Anne Wood took her granddaughter on the ride for her sixth birthday. I took Haley on for a bit of fun, says Anne, but halfway round we could see two little boys in our carriage. They were both crying out for their father. I knew it couldn't have been part of the ride as it looked too real. My little Haley was terrified. Never again! The ghost train remains open to this day and the whereabouts of the boys remains a mystery. Eric- At the end of this article is there, tickets are... Eric Birch never gave up hope of finding the boys. He returned to Hastings to ride the ghost train every year on the anniversary of the boys' disappearance until his death in 1994. Oh, convenient that he's not alive anymore, isn't it? And here's the little kids outside the train. Describe what you see. It's two little kids. It's two little kids and then there's the backdrop of like um, a ghost train-esque mural. Hmm. We should go and find that mural and take a photo of you in front of it and put it in the podcast now, that sort of thing. off, yes. We'll put it on your Instagram. Let's do it on Saturday. Okay. Um, what do you make of that story? I make... I like it. It's a good story. Mm. My first thought is that the Flamingo Arcade, who own the ghost train, have put this into circulation so people suddenly start going on the ghost train to look for the little boy ghosts. Interesting. It's initially what I'm thinking. I agree. Because when ghost stories come about, the first thing you should do is look, follow the money trail. Who's going to make money I agree, but there's a point that counters that. But carry on, second thought. Second thought, there are a lot of paedophiles around here and (laughs) I think probably a paedophile took them. I also agree that that is likely. Not that the, I don't agree that there's a lot of paedophiles around here. Well, there was that story about the paedophile who took those, abducted those two girls, and it was a Channel Four documentary, and that was in yeah. two. Wait, was that in 1999? So it could have been him. I mean, it could have been. Uh, and he could have thrown them off. We own a house here, so let's not get Hastings a reputation as a paedophile hotspot. Okay. It's not going to do the value of the house any good. Shit, I take that all back. <laughs> uh, cut, cut that, cut that. Hastings is paedophile free and has been since 2000. <laughs> <laughs> the last paedophile died on a ghost train in 1996. <laughs> I don't think we should be joking about this. Um, but yeah, I don't... Well, okay, so the interesting... My two, my two answers to this are, one made up story for cash to paedophile well the counter the first point right there is no evidence of this story online so where Nothing. does it come from that's a scanned newspaper clipping but I googled everything to do with it where did you find that though on the internet yeah so you've just on what you yeah but there's like if you google there's no news articles online about it there's no mention yeah don't you think that's suspicious the fact that 
it was like two little boys like disappeared from a ghost train. Don't you think that would have been all over the papers at the time? Yeah. But what I mean is, if you were the Flamingo Arcade and you were trying to promote this mm. to get... Like Haunted Pubs do, they put it like... They sell it to all the newspapers. It's all online. If you go on it... Yeah, but it, is this in a newspaper, is it not? Yeah, but there's no other reference to it online. If you type in any of their names or anything... Where did you find this, though? It was just on... Uh, I found it off, like, a Reddit link. Yeah, a Reddit link. So, where's that come from? I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm not convinced. Second. Second. What's your counterpoint? Um, well, as I specified, there were, there've been no paedophiles in Hastings since 2000, so... Oh, no, this was a night six. Yeah, they were probably killed by paedophiles. Yeah. I there was that guy case. who abducted the two girls and then hid them in the, her, his flat. And then he was going to toss them over Beachy Head. So, I prob- I mean, I'm going to say that's probably what happened to them. Yeah, but that's quite, quite an audacious uh, kidnapping. Because you'd have to hide in the ghost train. Maybe they, they were in the car behind or something. Mm. But that's still, you've got to sneak out. Yeah. Seems difficult. Well, I was going to say, let's go on the ghost train. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want two little boys crying. Well, suddenly someone's not so convinced that it's all fake. Uh, I'm not, I can't say, but I'm scared of ghosts in the dark. So probably not the best thing to go on a ghost train. Well, so I googled the ghost train and there's one review of it on TripAdvisor. No ghosts. <laughs> one star, reviewed by Walks, which is a strange name. It's a joke at one pound. It is overpriced by 99p. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be more afraid by my in-laws. Oh. One light bulb and a bit of string and two statues that look like Warsaw Gummidge. In and out, 30 seconds. I mean, I kind of want to go on it now. That makes me want to go on it. One star. Yeah, I'm going to say they've made this up to try and get people in their shitty ghost ride that's one pound. But that... don't you think to do the abdu- the potential abduction of two children is quite uh, bold? Yes, I would say it was a very bold move, but because normally... is it the sort of thing that someone who run- runs an arcade would do? Maybe. Or maybe I should contact the journalist journalist Mark Astley and see if he knows anything oh my god, oh my god this could be my like 10 parts podcast series investigation fuck off this week on oh my god should we do it as the cute life podcast and we'll email him and be like babes I'm not you're not I can't be an investigative journalist and start my email babes <laughs> babes it's babes. real is there not really fucking like two little kids on this train <laughs> I'll do it then no, I'm going to start <laughs> Professor Fwimwee here <laughs> No, I'm going to do it. It's going to Inspector be... Inspector Finway. It's going to be like, Dear John. Oh, my I'm God. going to have dramatic music. 1985. Eric Butch and his two sons, Dean and Walter, went missing. Wait, that's a completely different date, isn't it? No, it happened in 1985. Oh, my God, ages ago. Yeah, before sorry, the internet sorry. even was invented. Oh, I see. I thought you said it was in 1996. The article was in 1996. Oh. That's when Haley went on. Shit. Okay. Sorry, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, so if you listen to the last 10 minutes of the podcast, that was redundant. Soz. <laughs> Soz. Uh, well, I think it's quite a good story, and I think we should go on the ghost train. I mean, I really love it. I'm definitely going to get a picture next to that mural, and then we can picture a picture of Oh, me. we'll put a picture of me and you there. Yeah. Who are we going to get to take the photo? Tava. 
Classic. We'll get a passers-by. A local ghost can take the photo for us. local ghost, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really like that story. Thank you, Ollie. It's good, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. I like I like any local ghost story. Oh, next week, can you tell that story about South Island Place, please? The ghost story about South Island Place, where we used to live. I can, yeah. but you'll have to remind me what it is because I can't remember. Okay, but we'll save that for next week. Yeah, we can do that admin in between this week and next. Okay, week. so what are we doing next week? Hedgehog, hedgehog, chat. <laughs> yeah. South South Island Place ghost. Yeah. Photo menu on the mural. Or at least one of us. By the mural. Yeah, one of us. Okay. Right. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? Recommendations. Oh, yeah. Recommendations. Sorry, we're still a little bit tired out from our gr- yeah. Grecian travels. Oh, my God. I overslept by, like, hours this morning. Like, I slept in for, like... Well, my alarm goes off at 7 Wait, no, 7.30 and I slept until 9, so I think I'm quite tired and I needed the sleep and so I'm feeling quite, like, zombie-like and I'm, my brain is not working and I am not used to not talking to people for two days, so... So you're getting all that of your system now. my words are now coming out as blubber. Um, <laughs> blubber. Blubber. Uh, which definitely wasn't the right word. Um, what was I going to say? Recommendations. Recommendations. Um, Okay, so my first recommendation is a book by Margaret Atwood called The Edible Woman, which probably everyone in the universe has read by now, but I hadn't, and I absolutely loved it. It's so good. Um, So I just wanted to, yeah, say go and read it. Um, It's set in the 1950s, and it's about a, a... girl in her 20s who is a very ordinary woman and um she's um going out with this guy who later becomes her fiance and then it's basically about her body then sabotaging her into not eating food um because she relates to being prey too much um and it's just like so well written and the characters are brilliant and the symbolism and the metaphors are just like so great and vivid and I just really loved it and really recommend it it was just like 10 out of 10 really enjoyed it and had to read an essay about it as soon as I finished it <laughs> I think that's always a good sign. Like, if you, you immediately finish something and you want to find out more, that's always a good sign. Yes. Uh, it's like when you watched, was it Mulholland Drive? Mm-hmm. David Lynch? And you literally, for like two days later, were just reading articles about it. Oh my online. God. That film blew my tiny mind. It I think that's so like, good. yeah, I think that's a very good sign because it means that you're. I just liked it because it was a quite simple, like very cohesive story, but then all the symbolism and yeah, the sort of side, I don't know, but basically it kind of, all of the characters displayed um, the stereotypes of male and female dynamics. Um, So that was just really interesting. And then yeah, all of the kind of, like, um, things that went along with their characters that made up the kind of stereotype were just really interesting. Um, yeah, you seem to... It seemed like it was a little bit of a slow burner, but then when you got into it, you were yeah, super into super it. Super into it, and I could not stop reading it. I loved it. And then 
yeah, you were like desperately reading it on the train on the way home. Sounds like, like I need to finish like, it. I have to finish it. It's so good. Um, anyway, so yeah. And the new Margaret Atwood book came out today or this week. The tes- ten- Testaments, the Tenements. She was quite old now. Yeah, she is uh, 71. Still knocking him out. Yeah. Still wow, making work, yeah. So yeah, we really want to read that. Although I, I feel like I'm going to try and go through her back, her back catalogue. So I've only really read that and The Handmaid's Tale. Which if you haven't read that, then read it. Like it's an incredible book. Um, but yeah, I want to read, go through and read. My next on my list is The Robber Bride, which is my next book. That by oh, what her. bride? The Robber or The Robber's Bride. I can't remember whether it's plural or not, but yeah, that's got really good reviews. I feel like all of her books have good reviews. They're just really She does seem to just like Mm. consistently, but she's written quite a lot. Yeah. Which is, which is, I think normally when you get people and they've only had good reviews, it's like, and they've done three books in their whole life. No, like she's not like Donna Tartt where she just, um... Donna Tartt's only written three books, but they're like 700 pages long. And yeah. Apps, she takes like 10 years to write them or something. Um, whereas I Mar- mean, that is impressive <clears throat> dedication, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and Margaret Atwood, actually, talking of which, she was on Desert Island Discs um, quite a few years ago, actually. But I listened to that earlier in the year, and she's a re- that was really interesting. It's all about her sort of talking about her childhood growing up in Canada and she grew up sort of like as a like major tomboy like in basically in the wilderness and they like hunt hunted and like built cabins with the dad and she was just like a proper like boy and then I think they moved to um I can't Toronto probably I imagine um, and so she went from having this really rural life to then being thrust into, like, the town. Um, so that was, like... That's quite interesting. Yeah. Maybe it made her sort of pay more attention to her surroundings than the average person who remains in their same or similar lifestyle. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, it was just, yeah, um, she, there was a really... Um, one of my favourite Desert Island Discs. Um, so I really recommend that as well. Hmm. Um the other thing we're going to recommend is the new uh, Dollop. Dollop England and the UK. So the Dollop is a podcast that I'm sure we've talked about here before, but it's all stories from American history. I feel like I have a Dollop episode in response to any story that anyone tells me about anything weird. <laughs> well, there's loads, aren't there? I tried to find one today and there were like, I think there's like over 300 now, which is incredible. Yeah, I think they... Maybe coming up to their four hundreds. Really? Wow. Um but yeah, so it's always been American it's always been American history. And then now what they're doing is they're doing a spin off one where they are doing English history, which obviously is exciting to us as, as English people. English peoples. Uh so I think they've done like four or maybe it's the fifth one's just come out of yeah. the of their English podcast. But the standout one is the episode Cyril the Swan. Oh my god, go fucking listen to this immediately. It's so funny. It's about a mascot for a football team in Wales. It was Swansea, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, in Swansea. And it's a man who dresses up as a swan 
and is very aggressive and very out of control. <laughs> and it's just the story of his life as the swan. And it is the most it's biz- insane story you've ever bizarre. heard. It's just bizarre. Like, it's so weird and hilarious. It's amazing. Uh, I keep recommending it to people, and everyone who listens to it says it's the best thing they've ever heard. So just You're not going to regret it. Go download it and listen to it. it. It's free, so what What can you... Go, there's go literally and... nothing to lose apart from time, and time is money. It's got the place seal of approval. It sure does, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I thought of another thing that I want to recommend. My, dad wrote, my dad wrote porno. The new book is out. Um, oh my God, I'm so happy it's back. It just makes my Mondays so much brighter. <laughs> I listened to it on the beach while we were on holiday, the new episode, because got, we got really overexcited, the girls in our group, and we all listened to it at the same time. And I was like wetting myself on the beach, like properly. Like It just makes me go hysterical. It like, was really nice because I was lying on a towel on the beach and I was surrounded by four girls listening to it all <laughs> cacking themselves which is a nice relaxing because you know they say that like hearing laughter cheers you up it was like being in surround sound laughter by lunatics <laughs> i just can't like i can't control myself it is the funniest podcast ever it's so good it's yeah. just so ridiculous and gross and just like amazing i love it so much we went to see uh me and my friend went to see it last year because ollie was going to come with us but then for some reason, we fucked up on the tickets, and so just me and my friend went. Um, we went to see it live. Yeah, it wasn't last year or the year before, maybe. Year before. Um, and that was amazing. Where they just like read out a chapter, and then everyone like in the audience brings props from the book and like t- wears homemade t-shirts. And it's just really fucking hilarious. Which must be a fun thing to look into the crowd and see, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so. I mean, I mean, if you haven't listened to my dad write porn... Where have you been? <laughs> it's definitely worth a listen. Yeah. And definitely go back to the beginning and start from episode one. Go to the beginning and listen from episode one and try not to listen on public transport because people will think you're mad because you will just laugh to yourself <laughs> and you can't help it. Um, yeah, so... Those are our recommendations for this week. They're very good recommendations. quite a lot of them. I suppose because we haven't really been... Because we had some leisure time, we could fill it with... A bit re- of leisure. A bit of leisure time. We could fill it with reading books and... <gasps> oh, I've got another recommendation. Oh my God, I'm on fire. Actually, I've got two recommendations. That Octopus programme I watched, that was oh, fucking... Oh God, you're obsessed. Me- I'm obsessed with octopus now. Octopi? Um, yeah, they don't make your top ten animals. Oh, maybe top... Wait... Um, I, I, ha- I, didn't go, I didn't go through my top 10, did I? So maybe they would be in my top 10 now. Um, it was on BBC Two, so I think it'd probably still be on iPlayer. And it was called, like, My Octopus Friend or something? Yeah, something my, like that. My Octopus and Me or something? And it was about this... Octopusy? No. No. It was about a scientist who um, really thought octopus is... Octopi were very intelligent, probably more intelligent than me. Um... And so he kept one in a tank in his front room and lived with it for like a year and did tests on it. Not like horrible tests, like sort like, of brain. Can you swim through a hoop. Yeah, kind of brain stuff. tests, and it was fascinating. And this octopus was so 
intelligent and loving it like used to watch tv with them and then like it got really attached to the scientist's girlfriend or wife and like when it came when the wife came in from work it used to like go to the side of the tank and put its tentacles up to like be petted and it played um played ball um like fetch and it um like did memory tests it was honestly like amazing so like gave me such a newfound love and respect for them they're just they're they're practically as smart as pigs it was insane yeah it's a surprising animal to be so intelligent i think yeah and they were saying on the program that there's no other like as a species of animal they are so far from removed from humans that you have to go back to like what are they called the like like amoebas yeah amoebas that is our closest relative to the octopus we're that different and yet they can communicate with us it's insane like yeah it's weird because they are like sort of pretty similar to dogs really aren't they Mm. like because he trained it to ring a bell when it wanted food yeah just oh oh, it was they had to take the bell away because it kept ringing constantly i wonder actually if this is in the same series because i watched a really me and ollie watched a documentary last night that was also on bbc2 i think it must be part of a series they're doing about interesting people or something i have to look into it anyway it was called seahorse um the dad who gave birth Mm. and it was about a trans um guy who decided that he wanted children and wanted to give up taking hormones um so he could um do uh what's it called not I've is it I've called IVF when it's or is it just artificial insemination? I think it's just artificial insemination. Yeah, so he could get pregnant and carry his child, and it was so amazing. Like honestly, this guy is so inspirational and like strong, and it was just wow. Like I absolutely loved it, and like halfway through the documentary, so he. And his friend, who was also another trans guy, um, they were going to co-parent together. And halfway through the documentary, the friend pulled out and said that he didn't want to do it anymore. But, like, this guy just did it on his own and decided that he wanted to be a single parent. And, like, his mom is just so supportive and lovely. And it was just so amazing. And at the end of the documentary, so you follow him through the decision to come off hormones, how how that affects him and his body and, like, just his emotions. Like, I just can't... It's, I think it's just, like, it was so emotional because it's, like, being pregnant anyway is just, like, such a mind fuck for, like, your body changes so much as just a woman. Then can you imagine being trans and finally accepting your body and then having to give it up again and then it changing into like the most womanly thing that you can do like yeah yeah. anyway so followed him through that through being finding out he was pregnant and then through the pregnancy and then they showed him giving birth at the end and it was oh my god there's a really weird moment where he was filming his belly Uh. Oh, yeah, and, and the, the baby. baby was kicking, but he's got, like, a hairy chest. Yeah, yeah. And you're like... Well, a hairy that... tummy. Yeah. And you're like, that is... It's just the weird... It's yeah. such a weird... Like, it's such a little thing, but it's so weird. It's like, there's something you've never seen before. Yeah. And, like, him giving birth, it was... Yeah, it was really strange, because he was in a... It was, like, Birthing a water pool. birth. Yeah. 
and it's like it looks like a man sitting in a it's a man sitting in a swimming pool but giving birth but then a baby pops out yeah it was just oh god i can't recommend it enough it was just so great i loved it and it was just lovely seeing him at the end so happy and like yeah he got what he wanted and He's, yeah. he's sacrificed so much. It was just, yeah, incredible. Anyway, yeah, so that's another recommendation for you. I'm full of them today. Full of? Full of them. Coming full. out my ears. <laughs> as well as apples. Yeah. <laughs> We've got so... But if you were a sea urchin, it would come out somewhere else. Coming out my anus. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, I haven't got an artist of the week this week, have you? No, well, I thought it... I've completely lost track of time. Yeah. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what year it is. I don't know who the <laughs> Prime Minister is. No, nothing. Okay. That's what happens for me from taking two days of work on holiday. <laughs> I'm that baffled. <laughs> There's only so much brain power that you can, like, muster yeah, after a holiday. Maybe I'll be back to normal by next week. Yeah. But I wouldn't get my hopes up. Mm. Well, I'm happy to be back. It's nice to talk to you guys again and, like, talk to... Have a little chat with you as well yeah. I like hanging out with you <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it's it it's a nice excuse otherwise you've made a huge mistake <laughs> <laughs> no never anyway um, thanks for sticking with us and like yeah not kicking off that we didn't release an episode last <laughs> week just sending us hate mail for abandoning yeah. you <laughs> um, and yeah we'll see you next week so Oh, the gubbins. I haven't done this for two weeks, so can I remember what to say? If... Oh, I've forgotten. Damn it, I'll do that next week. Somebody left us a recommendation, like, weeks ago, and I keep forgetting to read it out, and I said I would. Um, So if you have written that recommendation, it's coming next week. Um, And your thank you's coming next week. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, um, then email the cute life podcast at gmail.com or send me an ollie me or ollie um a dm i'm at finney elliot portraits and ollie's at ollie place yeah like a fireplace yeah that's your new catchphrase oh great (laughs) (laughs) i made it up for you do you like it you know that's what my mum always said when she was oh my god and that's i'm a place now so i've adopted it i'm a mrs place you're a mrs place and now you get the same yeah lines <laughs> i've inherited them yeah um rate please rate and please review and please tell your friends about i it. think just share is the main yes, thing sharing if you share on instagram that always seems to like really help so thank you so much to anyone who does that or just to anyone who supports me or well, anyone generally. you see with a phone, actually. Just tell them to <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah, just if you see someone walking down the road in head- with headphones, demand they take their headphones out and then shout at them to listen to the podcast. Ask to see their phone. If you've got a knife, that'll help. Because <laughs> that'll be more persuasive. And then just download the podcast and then send them on their way. Yeah, there we go. Top tip. But if you do do that, you've never heard of us. You've never heard of us. Don't top us in, yeah? Yeah. Be cool. That's right, there's no record Snitches of me get saying stitches. that, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Tune in next week for more hedgehog facts. Hedgehog facts, um, ghost stories, something else. Yeah. Um, and if you, and if we're so excited about it, we've already forgotten it. Imagine how excited you you'll be. be. Too. <laughs> okay, guys, love you. Oh, also, I forgot to say, um, I had a dream that I was harassing one of our friends to make us a rec- like 
uh, to record us a intro for the podcast. So I feel like we need to get an intro because it's literally... We're getting anxiety dreams. It's infiltrating my brain, so I'm now dreaming about it, that I'm harassing my friends for a jingle. (laughs) Um, Anyway, just remember that as we're about to sign off. So um, We won't have a jingle by next week. We won't. I mean, if you want to record me a jingle and send it to me, then feel free. Yeah, well, literally, we'll make it the jingle. Yeah, because we have nothing else. (laughs) It's just Finlay saying, hello, welcome to the Cute Life episode. Something. X. (laughs) Yeah. Insert number here, which is the worst jingle ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're rambling now. Yeah. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Love you guys. Bye.